You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Um, I'll go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. This particular episode of The Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Ah, I'm alright. Well, uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about music. So we've got Martin back. How are you doing, Martin? Hello. Hi. I'm well, thank you. Good, good, good. In the supersonic 70s Yes, now. yeah, we're, we're up to... That's just my age, you know. Th- th- this is the last year before I existed, so... Ah, there we go. 1972. This is this is music you've only ever been able to imagine. <laughs> yeah. You haven't got absolute documentary evidence of actually hearing. Yeah, it might, might have been all been a scam. There might have been nothing here before 73. But uh, this is although this, this could have been ruse. Yes, this has all been made all been up. An it's, all been, it's all a figment of your yeah, imagination. It's been an elaborate ruse to somehow trick me. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll be listening to the stuff that you heard in the womb, so it'll all be quite echoey and sort of muffled. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm even some. I don't. I'm not sure. No, I don't think I would have existed in any form. Not even a. Not even as a twinkle in '72 because I'm oh, I'm a late '73 really? person. So. Uh, you know you know when the twinkle was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might it might be Valentine, uh, Valentine's Day, but I don't really want to think ah. about this. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, November babies, nine months before that's found Valentine's Day, isn't it? But, uh, oh, dear. You're, me- you're merely a thought of an idea of a maybe of a trembling. Thing. Yes, just sweet. It really depends. It really depends when the milkman arrives, doesn't it? How often do they? How often do they deliver? <laughs> every week, or every day. Well, at least at least once it would appear. Yes. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, I think we should run the theme music before I get into trouble. But okay, we'll be back in a moment. Run that theme music. It's time for my old buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond, Bob Chandler, the shy daddy. He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? Look at a boy. He's not all that shy, it's right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all green, Monsieur. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> right, back. So anyway, we've I think we've clarified that I did not exist in any form in 1972. So, uh, uh, whereas you did. No. Oh yeah, I was rad- old and rattled and, and yeah, you were, hitting the gin by then, you, probably. <laughs> you were in primary school. Uh, I was, indeed, yes, I was. It's funny, actually, this is where memories start, you know. I, you know, I, I always say I can't remember much before the age of 12, but, but it, there are sort of, obviously, 
fragments, you know. And, and uh, so, but I do, I, I specifically, I remember us having school photographs taken when I was eight. And mm -hmm. of course, I have documentary evidence of that because we still have the photos. So, so I know I was definitely around in 72. And I believe, although I may have got my years mixed up here, but I believe I, uh, I was wearing my, my Disney's Robin Hood T-shirt <laughs> for my school photograph. Yeah. And what a sweetie boots I was. Ah. Do you know where it all went wrong? Probably about then, I would imagine. I, I, I quite like my um, photos. When I, I used to be one of those weird kids who, when, I, when school friends came over, I'd be um, like, oh, come and look at my baby photos. Or oh, come and look at my photos when I was cute. And so so I've, never, I've never had any shame about... Uh, um, well, uh, well if, we have, if we move on and, and if, we, if for any reason we decide we are going to carry on forward into the 70s, despite you already having done them, uh, we'll have to accompany it with photographs of yourself at the time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking uh, today about if we can do, like, we, we could possibly do some of the years, we could do some sort of a new spin on on, on it, like, or revisited, uh, because... Ah, um, just talk, you're overlapping yourself, you see. We'll see, we haven't done that yet. Except, um, so, Marketing ploy, you can then refer back to the old one. Yeah. As I was saying, back in episode 12... <laughs> Listeners, this is uh, behind-scenes business, where we'll work it out when yeah. we get to it. First. Planning meeting. Yeah, you've yeah. sneaked into a planning meeting without <laughs> realising. Oh, dear. So... Um, let's have a look. I'll put the folders away now. <laughs> let's have a look and see any th sort of events that happened. Um, so, the debut, this is January, the debut of Pink Floyd's mm. Dark Side of the Moon at the Dome in Brighton is halted by technical difficulties. Oh, Dark Side wow. of the Moon will be played in its entirety the following night, but it would be a full year before the album was released. Interesting. Crikey. Yeah. And yet people who were at the concert didn't notice the year pass at all because it never stopped <laughs> yeah it's still playing until it came out um so who else have we got we've got paul in february paul mccartney's new band wings make their live debut at the university of nottingham um, it's the first public concert it, well it's mccartney's first public concert since the beatles 1966 u.s tour mm. crikey o'reilly um Oh, this is this is one that's um, uh, sort of exciting because it's not that far from where I live. February the tenth, David Bowie opens the Ziggy Stardust tour at the Toby Jug Pub, Tolworth. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that doesn't sound very grand. That doesn't sound grand enough. No, no I thought you were going to say you, you opened your local chip shop or something. You know, <laughs> cut the ribbon or something. But, but oh, yeah, it was actually a concert. I, oh, it was in a pub. I'm just imagining a harvester. It just, it just doesn't fit. <laughs> God. That's quite Maybe. a weird, isn't it? I mean, you imagine that now. I mean, you just can't really, can you? Mm. I mean, you, you, it would be interesting, really, if, if people who start their careers in pubs also end, end their careers also playing the same pubs. It'd be quite, you know, and, and would, I suppose, more people might turn up. Mm. You never know. Does it say how many people went? No, it doesn't. I'm sure we can find out. Um, but he was known by then, wasn't he? I mean, it, Bowie was known as a performer by then. Mm. A, a couple of... Uh, a couple of days later, uh, Led Zeppelin's concert in Singapore is cancelled when government officials will not let them off the airplane because of their long hair. <laughs> so they do it. Wow! Perhaps they do it inside the airplane. <laughs> wow! Yeah, well, they, they didn't let them land because they were far too noisy. They were disaster area when all of a sudden. <laughs> oh dear. Um, now, in February, well, 
February. I don't know this show, but it, it's probably very it was very popular. This is um, it's an American daytime television talk show. But uh, between the fourteenth and eighteenth, John Lennon and Yoko Ono co-host an entire week of the Mike Douglas show. Wow, Michael Douglas, what the chap from the streets of San <laughs> I don't Francisco? Think so. He looks old. The black and white picture. Here. He looks old <laughs> even in, in in black and white. So. Wow. Um, I wonder what countries that they wouldn't be allowed to land in because of their long hair. This is this kind of this hairist uh, approach to to uh, immigration. I find very very disturbing. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Though. There were four. Yeah. There were four thousand and seventeen episodes of of the Mike Douglas show. That's more than Sutton well, Park. How dare he? Well, yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? You actually, you know, some people you're just never going to catch up on. I think, I think I'm struggling after 40. <laughs> um, well, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to do as many episodes of the Charlotte podcast as I did Sutton Park, but then Charlotte podcast episodes are longer than Sutton Park episodes. So, well, uh, not in, some of them were long, but... And, anyway. uh, more labour-intensive, perhaps. <laughs> I don't well, know. at least people are here. More of a labour of love, isn't it? That's the thing. You have to script every word that comes out of those uh, well, the, earphones the for people. At least with podcasts, you, when I did Sutton Park, there was no way that anybody other than people who could come to my house or could receive a videotape mm. could ever see it, the episodes, whereas at least I'm able yeah. to ha- have a better distribution uh, deal with uh, Charlotte right, Podcast. Yes. Well, my, my, I'm sure my two dozen listeners will, will, uh, will tune in. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, of course, you had to build the sets for Sutton Park, didn't you? That was the thing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, having to create that entire virtual universe <laughs> just for a few backdrops was, was quite, quite a labour of love. Really. No, we uh, are painting the backdrops by hand. Um, ah, well, I can tell sometimes. You can see those, <laughs> those trees. I've never been 100% convinced by those trees. No. Um, now, back to Paul McCartney. February the 19th, Paul McCartney's single Give Ireland Back to the Irish, inspired by the Bloody uh, Sunday Massacre in Ireland in January the 30th, 1972, is banned by the BBC. Uh, but interesting. But this co- only causes it to be more popular. Well, I was watching an episode of The Four Just Men recently. Mm. Where uh, Jack Hawkins, who plays a British MP in it, uh, managed to solve the entire Irish problem in a 25-minute episode, <laughs> and this was in 1958. So I don't know where all the troubles came from. Uh, Jack Hawkins had dealt with it. Yes, uh, I, it, it was a fascinatingly simplistic view of mm. it, and uh, yeah, the, these complicated politics. I mean, 1972 specifically, uh, complicated politics uh, when you, you come to things like uh, the Munich Olympics and what have you. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, they were troubled times, the early 70s, very much so. Um, now, on the Feb- February the 23rd, Elvis and Priscilla separated. Um, separated what? I don't Separated, know. separated uh, okay. their luggage? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if we'll find out whether that... Had they been glued together for yes. some considerable time? Was there super? I didn't know they had super glue in 1972. There's a poem. Uh-huh. I didn't know they had super glue in 1972. Uh, in February 29th, uh, John Lennon's US immigration visa expires, beginning his three. Well, it'll be the hair. <laughs> beginning his three and a half year fight to remain in the country. Yeah, I, I think Leonard should have skipped America when he got had the chance. I, th- I feel history has proved proved yeah. that to be a. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's let's and just say yes. I also uh, not also that I think I think he and Yoko I think 1975 was a was one of his wild year or something where he was apart from her and oh yeah and uh, so yeah that 
it, uh, I think it's fascinating really now because you because you kind of think uh, with the way the world's gone in recent times you know where where people from other countries are feeling less and less welcome in other countries mm. you know a couple like John and Yoko I feel it, it seems to be all right as long as you're a celebrity but basically us normal us mere mortals if you like you know we can we can struggle to go and be where we want to be I mean I, I have days at the moment where I'm not particularly fond of staying here but mm. equally I think well why should I be the one that move why can't all the idiots move instead yeah. but yeah. but there we go there we go. Ooh, a bit of politics, sorry. <laughs> um, now, I think this is one of these years where the more interesting things are happening. Well, there are lots of things that happen throughout the later part mm. of the year, but they don't sound that exciting. So uh, no. I'm, uh, so we're still in March, and it's the 17th Eurovision Song Contest. Um, wow. That was, it was held in the Usher Hall, Edinburgh, Scotland. And it's one... You know, it fascinates me, that. It, it always makes me think... You know, when the numbers are so small, like 17, you, you forget that that this has happened mm. in your lifetime you know i'm looking at it now and it's what the 63rd or the 65th mm. or whatever whatever they've had and you just forget that these things were once nascent they were once you know in their teens they, yeah. the, these these things hadn't reached the you know, the sort of i don't know tradition i mm. suppose traditional uh, air or guns. so in edinburgh yeah and it was won by now let, get this right a German-based Greek singer, Vicky Leandros, who was representing Luxembourg. Right. <laughs> ah, OK. See, that's truly international, yes. and we should we should applaud it and embrace the international nature of, of that. Yeah. As, as a, yes, now, fabulous. Now, this, this, this is kind of weird, because you can't imagine this happening now. Well, uh, March 31st, the official Beatles fan club closed down. But mm. if you think about that, then... Sorry, listeners who don't know this, but um, well, you know the Doctor Who Appreciation Society didn't just close down because Doctor Who sort of finished. No, because there, you know, before the books and the audios, there wasn't that much going on other than conventions and, mm-hmm. and maybe the odd video here and there. But uh, uh, there was always six of one. Yeah. The Prisoner Fan Club still going, exactly. and they've not made one for fifty odd years. I think there's a lack of. Uh, of, of um, commitment. commitment from the Beatles fans. <laughs> yeah. Come on, uh, like, why couldn't they have been writing about the same? They could have, they could have t- talked about some of the old stuff, but also talked about what they're doing now and plenty of things they could have talked about. It would have been probably difficult to write original fan fiction about the Beatles, perhaps, <laughs> or, or maybe um, certainly certainly to do big finished productions of their own <laughs> tunes. It would, that would have been. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd take a challenge. Um, but I think there's still enough Beatles stuff out there. I'm pretty quite sure that uh, there must have been. There must be. There must. It must have come back at some point because um, when people visions of them having conventions where they all dress in those, yeah. uh, you know, the suits uh, and have the haircuts and, sort of, and there's like four million Ringos yeah. having a who's the best Ringo competition yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing about a Doctor Who convention or a Star Trek convention is people can dress up as aliens, you know, even if they don't think they're particularly beautiful uh, or whatever, they can yet, put an alien makeup on. And yet, during, yeah. during my sort of most prolific. Um, convention going period from the 90s and noughties people dressing up was a very you know there'd be one or two but it was never mm. a, I think and yet that's the no. stereotype that and, and maybe mm. in America it's it, it, um, but again maybe that's a stereotype but uh, mm. I always think of it being uh, when people say that to me I always sort of say well 
I'm th- I think about I think about pictures I've seen of American conventions and th- mm. think, well there does seem to be more people dressing up in American conventions. But uh, now I think we'll we'll hop the rest of the year. But I will um, I have two facts for you uh, okay. um, about uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Um, Yellow. Yeah, April the sixteenth, Electric Light Orchestra makes their live debut at the Fox and Greyhound Pub in Park Lane, Croydon. That's what is it? Were these, were these pubs very large? <laughs> I know. Just doesn't seem fitting. I mean, did they clear the tables? I mean, they <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Although to be fair, no, I, I I remember a few places that we went to, and they were they were kind of like there'd be a big dance floor, and then there'd be tables all around, and there would be a stage. Mm. So there were places like that. You know, that was the kind that was kind of the circuit, wasn't it? And, you think about. It. And then in June, the founding member of ELO, Roy Wood. Um, leaves just as the band scores its first hit single. <laughs> Good timing. Well done. <laughs> but then he does Wizard, so he has hits of his own. Wizard. So, uh. so, and of course, I, I, isn't 72 basically when all the Christmas songs that were ever allowed to be written were written? <laughs> it's kind of something like that. Well, let's see, because we'll come back to... I, I'll keep that page up because there's other information for later, but... Um, Oh, it's, you're teasing me, you're teasing me, you nutty boy. Yeah, let's jump on to the number ones of 1972 albums. We'll come back to them later. Um, yes, now singles. Uh, UK singles, mm-hmm. number one. Uh, the first number one of 1972 is uh, The New Seekers. It's I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing in Perfect Harmony. Oh, uh, I'd Like to Teach the World to Drink. A drink that we are going to advertise. Uh, yes. Now, isn't that a, isn't that song that was actually yeah. is, is that the one that started off as the advertising lyric and then people were so keen on it that they released a single, um, or was it the single first and then they changed the lyrics for the advertising campaign? I think that it says the lyrics were rewritten by the songwriters together with the US advertising exec- executive for the Coca Cola oh. company. Um, oh. As so they could play it on the BBC I, without advertising. Uh, I like to buy the world a Coke. Although it says 1971, yeah. so around the same time, because uh, it wasn't yeah, different, different, real. hard to say. Because it may, um, because wow. yeah, it must have existed. Yeah. I thought it existed as the advert before it existed as the song. Well, as, as very the, close. You know, it's very scene. close timing-wise. Yeah. It. Um, wow. That's how we got our culture back then. You see, someone stuck an advert on, and then we, then we'd all go out and buy the buy the single. See, That's is, why we're all we're all singing the nimble bread song. <laughs> see, this is one of the ways we can um, uh, refresh. Uh, going back to years we've already done, we could really <laughs> delve into this until the listeners go, please stop, uh, stop now. Dig, dig deep, dig deep uh, into the advertising really, background yes. of every single music that's ever been, whether it's been used in an advert later, start, whether it's been on a film soundtrack. I'll, I'll oh start my. getting letters saying, please, Paul, can you do more of your poetry episodes? We'd love them. It's <laughs> <laughs> by uh, plan. We've had a letter from a Mrs Trellis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's number one for four weeks. Um, four weeks, Wow. And everybody, everybody was sort of running around the garden, sort of high on fizzy pop. Yes, yes. The, the new seekers, of course, the uh, as opposed to the original one and only seekers. Now we have looked at this before, and I think mm. there was some there's some connection, but it's pretty tenuous, or it's just one person from the original seekers. Uh, uh, I have a, I have a, an LP of my mother and father's of the seekers, and uh, 
I'm sure, basically, it's the cast of How. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Look... I'm sure this Fred Dynage is in there somewhere. Yes. I'm convinced yeah. of uh, Now, our next number one for two weeks, uh, probably one that I play more than the New Seeker song, to, to, be, uh, mm. to be fair. Although I don't, don't mind one or two New Seeker songs. I'd like to buy the world a loaf. <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, well, our next number one is uh, Telegraph Sam by T-Rex. Wow, but, uh, Telegram. Yes, yeah, sorry, Telegram. Yes, uh, I can't yeah. read. Um, no, it's all right. Uh, Telegram, Samuel, Telegram. my main man. Yeah. Fascinating thing. Uh, now let me think. Heather, Heather Elliot, Heather Elliot, uh, who was the big sister of uh, one of my contemporaries. So we all thought she was lovely because she was a few years older than us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely massive T Rex fan. Yeah, uh, and I just remember, like I say. For no no nefarious purposes whatsoever, but I'm very conscious of her bedroom <laughs> in my memory because yes. um, it was absolutely wall to wall. You know, because you used to go to people's houses and you'd, you'd sit in their bedroom. You know, you go mm. up and you know, that's what you did, isn't it? It wasn't because of older, you know, more grown up things. But the thing, the place was plastered with pictures of Mark Boland and T Rex, and I hadn't a clue who he was. Uh. Oh, bless her. Uh. Uh, and I think we had some. This is, let me see. Yes, we we had two number ones from T Rex in 1971, and we've got wow. we've got two in 72 as well. But uh, yeah, 71 and 72. Uh, I think 73 was the beginning of the decline. But uh, mm. um, yeah, there is, I think he was basically the star of the moment yeah. uh, in 72, and uh, and I think the walls of Heather's bedroom prove it. <laughs> yes. Now, they proved it. Yeah. Now, now, maybe she's still got her bedroom walls. Like well, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I've not. I mean, I know that. I mean, the family moved. You know, a uh, few well, years later, yeah. and, and everything like that. But I just imagine that somehow in the walls of that house, it's the essence of all those pictures has somehow buried itself deeply into the plaster. And one day, all there's this shrine to Mark Bowden. Yeah. Occasionally, occasionally on sort of dark nights on the anniversary when his car hit the tree you know you can hear the ha- the sound of telegram sam in the wall in the wainscoting maybe. a friend of the show elaine uh used to um have her bedroom was covered in doctor who and particularly peter davison uh and i oh. i feel like she said that when she was into adamant there was lots of adamant but by the time i knew her it was all doctor who and it was literally mm. wall to wall and uh, and her, her mother is still alive and lives still lives in that house so i forget to ask mm. her whether at one but uh, finally you know she's been moved out of home for 20 mm. years or so probably longer and but i, I i've never asked her whether is that bedroom because it would have, it would now just be a, it would just be a spare bedroom now, whether it was left as it as a shrine or whether it was finally redecorated. But, oh, it's probably full of really rare memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we we definitely it definitely was. Um, uh, it appears in episodes of Sutton Park, so it is sort of in a way immortalized, immortalized in Sutton Park. But uh, it's a forever a forever Davison, yeah, uh, yeah. a forever shrine. <laughs> Somehow it's there. All these things, everything leaves its footprints somehow mm. in, you know, mm. in, in the history of the world. It's very, very, very beautiful. Our, our next number one for three weeks is uh, Chicory Tip, Son of My Father. Chicory Tip. Oh, yeah. That was one, that was one of the sisters, definitely. I don't know. It had a nice riff to it, that one. Yeah, I don't know. Let's have a quick look. The... Um, they only really had 
they had a few singles, but the, the they had another one in '72 called "What's Your Name," and that got to 13. And they had a single in 1973 called "Good Grief, Christina," Good which only grief, got to Christina. 17. But Good uh, Grief, Christina, we've only got to number 17. But but the, some of their other singles, I, I'm going to have. I probably want to edit this. I'm going to have to listen to yeah. one or two of them because the single before "Son of My Father" is called "I Love Onions." Right. Well, you know, I suppose that might be something to do with the chicory essence yeah. when all said and done. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to work out what a chicory tip is, and I'm hoping it's nothing, <laughs> nothing uh, suspect or <laughs> untoward. Yeah. It. it uh, maybe there was a song about vampires or something. I don't know. Ah. That yeah. uh, yeah. another, another of their singles is called "Cigarettes, Women, and Wine." Ah, uh, cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women. They'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> now, didn't Chicory Tip, you know, weren't Chicory Tip one of those bands who looked very glam uh, as well? I, I, oh, I, I, can't, you know, I can't remember what they were like. I, I, again, sometimes um, uh, my image of 70, certainly 72 bands um, is basically lots of hair and beard. Mm. They all look like uh, Jethro Tull okay. to me. To a certain next they, in my head they did start in um, 67 even mm. though they weren't even releasing singles at that stage so I imagine they went through oh. different looks but uh, mm. ah. no I just it's the image in my head there's these massive they all look a little bit like um, there's a painter Bob Ross you know yeah. <laughs> got this massive sort of uh, sticky out sort of afro kind of hair I suppose to a certain extent but, but big big hair glasses now, I suppose the, the other is that image that Jeff Lynne never lost as well with the big yes. dark glasses and beard and, you know, they all look like that which is still the it's 2021 look <laughs> so, yeah uh, now just a bit greyer now <laughs> well I'm not sure he, uh, whether he is a friend of uh, um, the bottle. I have a fr- I have a friend who has a theory, and it says uh, who says that the thing you've got to accept about all the the rock stars of that era is there must have been something in all those drugs they were doing, just simply because it's it's preserved their hair, and they're all still going. The ones that survived, uh, and, and, <laughs> and none of them have had their hair fall out, uh, and, and their hair is still jet black. So I don't know how that. Yeah. Don't know how so that happened. there's something in that stuff they were smoking that uh, that may have may have preserved. It's a preservative. They're all absolutely. They're all yes. They've been t- either that or they all all go and sleep in Tupperware. Yeah. Mm. Now our next number one, and I was just looking whilst we were talking to see. How many other how many other hits uh, he had, if at all? Um, and it's Nielsen with "Without You," which um, right. got was there for five weeks. And also, I think other people have had number one hits or at least big hits with that with that yes. song. Um, I, I feel I, sh- I should be more familiar with that one. I can't quite think of, of, of what it sounds like. It's but, a, but then, funny enough, his name rings a bell exactly. more than. The, um, I guess you definitely describe it as a power ballad. Um, ah. Um, Mariah Carey did a version, um, no, which no. is, I think, the version that also got to number one. Um, mm. Maybe other people did, but uh, um, Paul McCartney once I described sh- the ballad as the killer song of all time. <laughs> I should have to write it down. What's it called again? Without You. Without you, you'll recognise it when you hear it. It's, it is a, yes, it is a very classic power ballad. Uh, the only other hit that Nielsen had was 
record everybody's talking which um i think oh yes i think um, I, mean, I do remember yeah. the beautiful south might have had a hit with that more recently but i think isn't that from easy rider or something like that um yes, yes that uh, rings and that was but that wasn't a massive hit over here it was it was a that's you know, possibly why i had the name actually mm, that's possibly why mm. it's, it's probably on some soundtrack yeah, album. well i think that only got to number 23 but uh, right um now next one uh is a change of pace. We have the Royal, oh. the, we have the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards with Amazing Grace for five weeks. <laughs> Crikey. Not quite. Now, is that one of those ones that was actually at the top of the charts for about 23 years? Uh, it? Well, only five weeks, but I'm not sure what... Yeah. I'm not sure... It doesn't really... It's like, it's like the sort of face used to drop on the top of the Pops presenters <laughs> because they'd go, oh, and yet another week of this old, not really pop music-y at all kind of thing. It yeah. Because it's such a famous song or traditional song and, mm. and and obviously the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards have done other things it's difficult to actually find very quickly why why then why why at all yeah why then yeah what was it um what was it what were the dates it was sort of April from around April 17 okay April 72 I can't think of any again you know the, I mean because sometimes there are tunes that are you know maybe there was a Scottish but they, we don't. We don't. They didn't compete as Scotland, did they, in the Olympics? So it wouldn't have been the Scotland squad for the Olympics, unless there was, a, unless there was some sort of football. No, again, that's usually on the alternate couple of years, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird that one. Let me see. Oh, the trying to scan reader, but it's not that. It's talking about Judy Collins. Okay. Something about. Aretha Franklin and Rod Stewart doing versions in the about the same time. Um, that might explain it. Yes, of course he was. He was big on his um, tartan, wasn't he, old Rod? But uh, yeah, there's quite a lot. It's all there on Wikipedia if you want to have a look, listeners. <laughs> I can't trace <laughs> it. We will post a link at the bottom of this program. Unless you really want me to uh, spend the next twenty minutes. Well, flashing explaining up, it's it, flashing up on your screens now. Yeah, <laughs> pause it now. Um, more My Taste is the next number one. Right. It is T-Rex again with Metal Guru, uh, Metal Guru. for four weeks. Yeah. So that actually was at number one for double the... I do sometimes think, you know, song titles, sometimes when you, you step back and take them out of context, they make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you've got metal and you've got guru, and you think, <laughs> I'll bring those two words together, although I suspect there's probably some deeper meaning in the, in the, in the story of the Metal so, Guru. Well. Or he, gr- or he was. I mean, I like to do poems where we were playing around with words because they bounce mm. off nicely. But I think uh, mm. Mark Bolan was definitely uh, someone who did that. Mm. Would make a yes, would, would, absolutely. Would put nonsense stuff together and, and, and <laughs> velvet mentor. Not yeah. quite the same thing. Yeah. Now our next number one is Don McLean with Vincent. Ah, Crackerjack. Crackerjack. I don't think it's that Don McLean. Oh, I don't think sorry. Uh, <laughs> Singing through his big teeth, say, "Hey, up, Peter Glaze, come over here." No, no, different, 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 one. Different, different one. This is the American Pie Man, yes, isn't it? Yes, I can never remember what Vincent sounds like, but I think again, it's one that's quite famous. Um, oh yes, I, it's that, that beautiful as you. Uh, mm. The world was never meant for one as beautiful as. Mm. Uh, but, about but how were they writing? The mighty, I don't know how they were writing. Man. I wasn't even born. How can they write this song yeah. in 1972? Were they predicting? Oh, by precisely. A, and, and uh, well, yes, of course. This is this is the Van Gogh, Van yeah. Gogh, yes. Van Gogh. Remember how to say it. You got a bad cough. <laughs> that sounds like cough, not like 
go. go. <laughs> no, no, not go. <laughs> cough like cough. It's, a good it's thing easy that, to remember. You can have a system. It, it's uh, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the band now. Alison Moyer. He was, he was a, it's a good thing Yazoo didn't sing "Don't Goff." <laughs> <laughs> um, so our next song is. I think this is. No, it's not the first time we've heard them. They were here last year. Uh, we've got Slade with "Take Me Back Home." Take me back. Oh, ah, yes, yes the, fa- the famous Slade spelling Yes, book. back is spelled... B- B-U-K. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, B-A-K, and then they've dropped the H on home. And actually, yes. it was number one for a week, but I don't think that's one I could place, unless mm. I will have to have a look when I'm editing. But uh, There'll be lots of shouting and sideburns, and yeah. and, and uh, again, a lot of Tarn. Tarn was kind of big in that, that era, which is weird because we're, we're still before the Bay Cities mm. mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're Tartan frenzy, but there was a lot of Tartan in in design around about then, oddly. Uh, the, always, the always thing I think about with uh, Noddy Holder, of course, is just sideburns. They're just sideburns mm. that, that seem to expand in every image you see of him. So they, I think sometimes they wrap around his head three times. Yeah, Tom Baker's scarf was actually Noddy Holder's <laughs> used sideburn, I think you'll find. Because um, Slade, Slade in, uh, in a way, put, uh, certainly as far as number ones, they managed to have number ones in 71, 72 and 73, which T-Rex didn't mm. manage to do. So, mm. um, I like about Slade. Of course, Slade did, did a film, didn't he? Mm, Slade, on Slade in Flame. In Flame, mm. yeah. I... Yeah, mm. I, I Yes, I haven't seen it, but I kind of fancy seeing it at some point. But mm. there's, a, there's a few albums, uh, sorry, a few films that turn up like that. I mean, like the Monkeys one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Incidentally, I watched that uh, Monkeys documentary a couple of weeks ago. Very good. Yes. Yeah. The hour and forty minutes. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. It's worth, worth a look. what do you know about Slade? Do you know about Slade? No. It's a prison, mate. It's a prison. It's uh, it's got porridge in it. It's got uh, Norman Stanley Fletcher. You have been found guilty of. So I'm just awaiting the arrival of a DV. Uh, you can sit on me, but you have to allow me to look at the screen. Otherwise, I'm scuppered. No, you go that side. There we go. Don't get tangled up. Ow. Oh dear, it doesn't work. Uh, that's great. I'm co-host here on the Shy Life Podcast. It's Dealey Chandler. <laughs> oh, right. I lost me. Then right. We continue. Can you still hear me though? Yes, I cool. can. Right. You can't hear me. Stay there. Um, so our next number one is Dealers won't like this one. Um, it's Donny Osmond, Puppy Love. Ooh. And call it kitten love, Dios. Yeah, I would rather. Sucker in. Yeah, horrible. Although, although massive, again, weirdly enough, uh, yeah, it, it's funny when we talk about these things, I get flashes of memory from, from time. I, I vaguely recall, uh, and I may be completely wrong about this, but I think we went to a holiday camp that year for our holidays. And I believe, I just have memories of that playing a lot mm-hmm. in, in sort of when you walked in. You know, various rooms. Yes, puppy love, dear mm, me. Yes. Still, the, the Osmonds were were a, a, a big tour de force in music at that time. Yeah. Mm. Well, completely sort of opposite, different end of the scale um, from puppy love. What, with rotten teeth and no glittery shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Alice Cooper with schools out. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
numbers. That is Osman to Alice. I mean, that is that's quite a leap, think, isn't it? Although yeah. kind of understandable, they're kind of like. Oh. Oh my goodness! We have to really buy the up. We have to buy something that's actually. Yeah, I think you do absolutely. I mean, there's. I mean, they are too squeaky clean for their own good. So what was what was the Alice Cooper song? School's out. It was school's mm. out. Right. Yeah. Um, Dear old Michael Sheard, uh, friend of yeah. uh, friends of the show. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, he used to. Yeah. He used to do that at, uh, or we used to. Uh, the the discos at Doctor Who conventions, he used to kind of mm. stand on the stage and or stand amongst yes. we we'd all uh, doing his Bronson bit, and they would all yeah. they would all bow yeah, at his feet when yeah. I saw him do it. Yes. Yeah, that, very much the we are not worthies, we are not worthies. Yeah. It, was, it was like there was a whole cult of the Sheardies <laughs> yeah. or, or the Bronsons or the uh, yeah no it, it's a subcult. I, I'm never quite sure whether Alice Cooper ever met uh, <laughs> Michael Sheard. Uh-huh. I think that would have been an interest. I, I feel they could have done a, a you know a, a, a show together yeah because i think they're both sort of if cult enough to if, have, if, for it to have worked or, or even if comic relief or whatever had existed more or in that sort of way in the mid 80s yeah. when he was on grange uh, hill they could have uh, uh, done it they, for uh, well if, they, if they've got him an alice cooper wig that would have been yeah. hilarious because <laughs> it was all based on the wig wasn't yeah. it Sheardy was one of those actors who went to, lost his hair quite young, mm. but then always looked about the same age. Yes, yeah. No, where was I gone? Yeah. So, so yeah, that was number Alice. That was number one for three weeks. Uh, All right. Puppy Love was five weeks. Goodness. Right. So um, getting to the late summer. Yeah. Now. Well, it's, schools out probably should have come. Well, may I, I guess it might have been released um, in late beginning of the summer holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of over the summer holidays, but. Um, Almost a bit late, but maybe it took a couple of weeks to get to that to that stage. Um, the man's an anarchist. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Rod Stewart with "You Wear It Well." Uh, only for one okay. week. Don't know that one. Um, a little bit surprised, actually. Ne- never been a huge, never been a huge Rod Stewart fan. It's one of those weird things. Yeah. I, just, I just never took to his stuff really. Um, I, I know people who went to his concerts and stuff, and I just I was sort of go, oh, oh, oh are you? Oh, yeah. I can't imagine he had that many songs, but obviously he did. But um, if you're not a fan, you just don't pick up on them at all. I mean, apart from the one that was the Art Royal one that went on forever. Yeah, the sailing and do you mm. think I'm sexy and stuff like that. They're not necessarily. Mm. Those are the ones I first remember, and they, they didn't really. Appear. Mm. I have seen, I have heard ones I do like since, but I. It was quite yeah, funny yeah. when he turned up on the Kenny Everett show. So I mean, he, wa- he wasn't without, mm. be, you know, being able to take the pee out of himself yeah. a bit. But uh, mm. um, now, next up, we have another Slade song. We have Mama. Huh? We have Mama. We're all crazy now. Mama, uh, we're all crazy yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. for three weeks. Um, I feel that the the roots of me liking sort of much heavier, harder. Rock yeah. comes from, from a lot of that must have been born in in the actual glam era mm. because the ones that stay. I mean, I even like was it Crazy Horses by the Osmonds yeah. you know, because it's 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 a lot more punch. It's got a lot more energy mm. to it. So, so I feel that there is that you can feel that the stuff that gets your pulse racing and and for like them or lo- or loathe them, Slade certainly did some songs that actually you know were were proper dance floor stompers. Yes. You know. People would be sort of grabbing their belts and doing that left to right dance mm. in the front of each other, and like, that. yeah, there was some, there was some proper energy in that stuff for the people who didn't like disco, basically. <laughs> well, alternative music. This is the thing that you you know you, you start to get music diversifying, don't you, into sort of it's segments mm. almost. You, know, you get sort of uh, channels. 
you know, instead of all just being pop, you've got sort of this kind of pop and that kind of pop, and sort of teenage pop and disco pop, and then you've got rock, you know, and it all starts to sort of, uh, sort of spread out like a delta, you know, across the Nile Delta type mm -hmm. thing. And so you get little streams of stuff going off in different directions. And people did pick up, and I like that, but I don't like that. And of course, right in the mix of all stuff like that, you get bands like uh, Queen sort mm. of taking little bits of this little bits of that and coming together with a almost a completely different sound yeah. which was sort of more mass appeal mm. it's fascinating it's a fascinating time the early 70s from that point of view I, I think um, although people tend to say that Oasis were inspired by the Beatles and stuff they, they mm. were in, they were also inspired by Slade I think they definitely covered one of Slade's big hits at some point as a B-side mm. but uh, um them and 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 the kinks i'd say that oasis yeah. sort of dip into a lot of those sort of that sort of era of music but yes there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of i mean that's the thing if you pick and choose there's some i mean you you stick on your you know your 20 jukebox greats of 1972 or whatever you probably think well oh, i don't there's about 10 of these i like and 10 i don't but if you actually sort of pick pick and choose your way through the music of the era you you really do come up you can actually come up with something you could put two sort of CDs from two different people together of their favourites and there would there'd be no crossover at all you know? apart from Mary Hopkin which would be on everything I'm not liking the look of the rest of the year I'm afraid we've got to September oh dear uh, I have a feeling we've got from the sublime okay. to the ridiculous um, uh, well the next one I imagine is a ballad but I, I'm not sure whether it's David Cassidy with How Can I Be Sure uh, for two weeks oh, again yeah this is I mean it's funny we've talked in other places about sort of uh, television shows that were based around you know pops pop bands pop performers and uh, Partridge Family yeah I do remember people having pictures of David Cassidy on their walls as well when we're talking about, about young girls having pictures on their walls and nobody could ever see the appeal I mean, I've got copies of Looking which oh, has yeah. something called Leaf yeah. Garrett on the cover and 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 it's like, what was that and how did that happen just and, like and a skinny nobody boy remembers, <laughs> you know, but you think yeah um, yeah, but but uh, David, I mean, you know, God bless him, you know, and he, I know he's he's gone now, but um, he he was the absolute pinup of choice for a lot of people of well, girls generally. I mean, you know, but um, of a of a particular age at that time, and and literally all the lads could not see the appeal. We certainly weren't going out of our way to emulate him to look like him on the on the hopes that we'll get sort of <laughs> hitched up with people or anything. And he, I uh, can see. Well, I better not say. Well, I wouldn't. No, I will say because I'll say it later. I can see looking ahead that this is not his only number one. Not this year, but but he Ooh. he's another one that has another. Uh, his fame lasts long enough that he has another number one next year. Mm. But you see, my mum like my mum liked uh, David Soul a few years yeah. later. Now, what's that all about? I mean, she was she, she was surely by that stage she was old enough to know better, <laughs> but. Um, you know, but uh, no, she really took to David Soul. I, I remember Silver Lady and I, from the time. I remember that yeah. being quite catchy, but I uh, don't think I'd yeah. necessarily buy it now or play it now. But uh, uh, No, absolutely not. Don't give up on his baby. Yes. Um, oh, shut <laughs> up. Me mum's got her LP um, on again. Um, That's probably when I got into Judas Priest, but there we go. <laughs> yes, deliberately. Now, the next one I recognise, but I really don't know. Is it a song? Is it a... Instrumental, uh, 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 you may remember, it's Lieutenant Pigeon with Moldy Old Doe. Moldy Old Doe. Oh, it says, it, it says it's an instrumental single. It was mostly an instrumental, but every so often, mm. you know, 
every so often it just went into this uh, a bit like the old Lee Marvin you know, that's good that's gonna you, your sound levels are gonna go all over the place for that one. but uh, <laughs> but yeah no it was uh, no it, it was it was yeah it's a bit like um i'm trying to think of the other one uh, popcorn yes. massive massive um you know massive sellers that were just these strange electronic-y almost in in, in uh little instrumentals apparently it was one of jarvis cocker's choices on desert island discs uh, when he was on okay yeah. <laughs> so. i mean again it's kind of weird uh it's it's I, I feel it's one of the. It, it, it's a three-word expression that somehow appeals on some because it's got that rhythm and poetry through it. Mo, do, o, you know, o. It's got those three O sounds in it. So it probably just. But to actually sort of think, you know, would I build a, you know, would I build an entire song around those three words? Well, obviously they didn't. They they just used those three words. But the interesting thing about that is, about that time uh, there were the uh, weekly pop papers would would print the lyrics and i kind of think well at least that saved them some ink <laughs> yes mm-hmm. now our next uh our next number one for two weeks was gilbert o'sullivan with claire wow uh, not gilbert and sullivan no nope. i am the very claire of a claire of a claire and a claire and a claire and i declare claire and a claire and no, not that um it, yes <laughs> Yes. Oh that, dear me. I presume that's yeah. a ballady one. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, drip, drippy bloke with a piano. Oh god. Yeah. Yes. Well, then again, the interesting thing about rock and roll pop history is you will always guarantee sales if you put a specific name in the title. You may alienate all the other people who haven't got that name, but somebody will always be drawn. Someone will always play that at their wedding, or you know, you've got guaranteed sales forever if you if you have a song that has a name in it. I, I do I can think of at least a few songs where the name of the uh, the girl has been chosen you can tell because it's a good rhyme oh yes. like um, and, and it, but it's kind of um, I think Lady Gaga did Joanne and there were lots of rhymes with Joanne yes. and I think Mel C did Car- Carolina because, or something and because there's lots of rhymes with that, uh, and, and you, you kind I, as somebody who d- did a lot of rhyming poetry, mm. I, I kind of think, yeah. Mm. <laughs> there was a girl um, called Carolina who had a very nice. No, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even I mean, I like this song, but even Blondie's Maria, mm. uh, Maria, you got to see her. Mm. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, but that's got a good tune, so I don't, I don't yes. uh, <laughs> resent that. We'll, we'll forgive the Deborah Harry a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, now uh, we have. Uh, actually, so I've just had a brainwave. Another way we could do, we could redo music is pick particular groups and then talk about their discographies. Ooh. Anyway, sorry. The discography. Um, well, that, that's that's an endless one, isn't it? That's, uh, yes. Yes, yeah, it's an eternity uh, anyway. of. Me rattling on about stuff I know nothing about. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm just I, you'll never leave. Um, <laughs> oh dear! Right, we've got two more number ones, mm. um, and the next one is Chuck Berry with my dingaling. My ding, my well, you have not, that. Not my, we not my personal yes. dingaling. That was the one, and the B side to that is Magic Roundabout. I think is that right? Uh, no. It's got a, I'm sure it's got a very rude beat side that one. I don't know why. I can't think. Or maybe that was just wasn't it the one they tried to ban. Uh, my dingling because people decided it was rude 
Yeah, it was number one for four weeks. Yeah, it was up, oh, we had it. Um, <laughs> My sister had it too. Uh, Everybody um, sing. Trying to see what the B side was, but uh, no, so I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong. Uh, I'm thinking mm. of uh, Jasper Carrot and uh, Funky Moped as the uh, okay. magic roundabout the B side. But it's, ba- it's based on the melody of the 19th century folk song Little Brown Jug. Mm. So, uh, no, it, it was pop- very popular in its day. I don't know why. Maybe because people thought it was a bit rude, or maybe did it get banned by anybody, or did they refuse? Yeah, to it got play? banned in America, particularly. Right. Um, in Philadelphia, uh, but I can, uh, I, the funny thing is the lyrics are very vivid to me for that one. I'm not going to sing them now. <laughs> You'll be grateful uh, to hear, but uh, I can, you know. Every time that bell would ring, catch me playing with my. Dingaling, ling, oh yo, dingaling, yo, that's all you playing with your own dingle. Yeah, and that's, the daft thing was that was the only Chuck Berry song I knew for years. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what equal and I, I nearly said I nearly said Dick. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what equal make no. of this. But, yeah, that, that was it. Um, they I dropped off at the vestibule. <laughs> Every time we, yeah, vestibule. Uh, that was it. Had the word vestibule in it. I always like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, our final number one, nineteen seventy-two, is another novelty song. Really? Uh, okay. It's uh, little Jim. Kind of is little, Sorry, what? Yeah. Is little Jimmy Osmond little with Jim long-haired lover from, from Liverpool. Liverpool? Long-haired lover um, from Liverpool, sung by an American. Was, uh, well, presumably because um, they were Mormons, weren't they? So they were presumably from mm. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was number one for five weeks. I think it probably goes into the beginning of '73. But yeah. uh, it was kind of yeah. like that Wesley Crusher everybody wanted to throttle, really, wasn't it? There was something uh, about. I don't know. I don't know why would why did I mean was it the fact that you know teenage girls the same age as him loved him? Was it the fact that mothers no, loved him? Just, Is it like that Father Ted episode where all the all the mammies love the what? Yeah, on I Earth? imagine it must be the mammy. He's he was too young and childlike to sort of be fancied by anyone. But oh, it's a bizarre. Um, but I for mammies maybe who who think he's sweet. But it, I don't know. It's, it's a, a funny one. It's a he's not got the same song. appeal as say as Donny Osmond, who's a, an adult child well, or, yeah. or teenage. Well, late teenage. Or you yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the appeal of Jimmy. Uh, but then again, I mean, in America, didn't the Osmonds actually have a, sort of like TV specials and so they went, oh come on, Jimmy, sing your song. I don't. Yeah. Just ghastly, ghastly. Um, now, Bless him. Let, let, let's have a look. Let's just before we go to America, mm. let's just see other big uh, hits that year. So <clears> I'll just scan down the list. We've got um, I Just Can't Help Believing by I Elvis Presley. Is that one? Believing. Yes, that, that was top 10. Um, okay. you got uh. Horse with No Name by America, number three. Um, Morning is Broken by Cat Stevens. These are all nine. ones I remember better than some of the number ones you've read out here. I mean, Cat mm. Stevens again, who went on. Uh, what, what was he? What did his, he end up being called when he uh, uh, Yusuf um, Islam or something? Like, yes, I think so. Um, yeah. I've got a, I've got um, a, a collection of Cat Stevens. Love it. Great songs, actually. I always, I'm very fond of Matthew and Son. Matthew and Son, the work's never done. There's always something new. I just think it's a great song. He does a lot of the songs in Howard and Moore, which oh, okay. I covered with mm. Toppy and DJ mm. on the, one of their shows. Yeah. Um, oh, I do a lot of time for Cat Stevens as a as a musician. So. 
Now, now American Pie, well, you mentioned American Pie, mm. but that only got to number two here. Really? Um, Parts one and uh, two. Uh, yeah, I, too much I didn't, Too much single for one side of a single. I think we've still got <laughs> on the shelf somewhere, actually. Yeah, I think, I think when Madonna had it, I think Madonna got to number one with it, too. Mm. And I think she... I mean, a pretty awful version, but... Well, perhaps she um, had to speed it up so it would fit on one three-minute Yeah, she... she, uh, she <laughs> but I suppose it, it, it sort of... The good old fitted her, um, It fitted with what she wanted to do with it, but uh, um, I didn't realise that Sonny and Cher were still... They they did All I Ever Need Is You. Mm. I got to number eight. Mm. Um, yeah, they were, they were an item for a while, weren't they? I, 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 I can't remember. Have we already covered Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves? Was that in last year, or was it when? Um, or, it's, it's, it, or was that it, later? No, it, it looks like it was a number four hit in November '71. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, because yeah, it just appears at the top of this list. Mm. Um, so it might have still been in the charts mm. at the very beginning of the. Um, was born in we've the wagon of a travelling show. My mum used to dance for the money they throw. Yes, that one. We've got, yep. We've got got to be there by Michael Jackson, oh, okay. number five. Now that would I mean, um, he would have been basically still Jimmy Osmond age, wouldn't he? Then, uh, yes. So obviously, some sort of thing about children performing at that in that era, mm. which, which we, we'll gloss over. Uh, we've got uh, day after day by Badfinger, okay. number ten. Wow. Now Badfinger, and they had. Like connections with uh, Shirley Bassey, um, obviously. Bad <laughs> finger. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that one. No. Ah, now of course that's right. We do need to mention them because um, it was their their song "Without You" mm. is the one that Nielsen had the number one with. I, I don't know where I'm. Sh- I'm sure somewhere there's a Bad Finger version of, of, of it as well. But, uh, of course, of course they did. Um, Come and get it, which was a song oh, okay. that Paul McCartney wrote for them. Yes. Um, and I, if you want to hear I it, is, were, come and get it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Apparently, day after day was produced by George Harrison, so they, still, they were. I guess they were still on the um, on the Apple label yeah. when they did this. Perhaps um, everything's connected. What, yeah, we've got um, "Stay with Me" by the Faces, number six. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got. Is that "Stay with uh, Me" by the Faces that Rod, Rod Stewart had left by this? Stewart. Yeah, so when they're saying stay with know. me, <laughs> or, or was he yeah, still singing with them? I don't know whether he was still in, involved. Well, I, I mean, I he might have been version, doing. Yeah, I think the version I've heard is, is him on lyrics. And, it's written by by that. Yeah, I mean, he, for maybe those um, those solo songs we heard were just him starting his solo career, or maybe doing both at the same mm. time for a while. Um, what else have we got? We've got. Look what you've done by Slade. It got to number four. Okay. Don't think I, I don't know. I know that one. Um, we've got Mother and Child Reunion by Paul Simon, number yeah, five. Um, got quite a lot. We got Floyd Joy by the Supremes, number Floyd nine. I don't Joy. know that. Yeah. I don't know that. I recognise that one. I, no, I, weirdly, I think I do. But uh, yeah, I, co- I, I can't. I can't quite bring it to mind now. But uh, but yes, it does. It. Uh, I feel that's um, yeah, I, I, I can it it sort of gets it was it was sh- shorthand for a certain amount of um, Harlem kind of uh, you know mm. uh, what do you call it um, uh, not black exploitation but I, I I get the impression there was a kind mm. of it had that air about it but I may be wrong. Mm. 
We've also got, talking about football, which we don't like doing really, uh, we've got Blue is the Colour, Chelsea football team, number oh, five. Right. Okay, interesting. We've got, we've got another nearly number one for the new seekers. We've got Beg Steel or Borrow, number two. Beg Steel or Borrow, do remember, yes. Wow. Yeah, we've got we've got Alone Again Naturally oh, by Gilbo Sullivan, I which I can remember, Naturally. number three. Oh, Giblet um, O'Sullivan, yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, meet, meet me on the corner by Lindisfarne, mm-hmm. number five. I like I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have we we've got, like, the 1972? Always for some reason I always associate 1972, and it may be just because we played it a lot, as because uh, it may have been the year before was the Zagre and Evans um, year 2525, which, which I think we covered in a previous uh, previous episode. That was, yeah, I think that was when it was like re-released mm-hmm. or something. Uh, um, got one or two other ones to mention. Back off Boogaloo by Ringo Starr, Back number off two. Boogaloo. Uh, Why well, that's a, that's a title that actually I remember, you know I remember the yeah. title. I don't remember the song at all, but I remember the title, mm. and, and so yeah, it's just one of those expressions. You know, maybe it was because people at school say "back off, boogaloo." I don't know. Yeah, uh, what well, has to be one of the weirdest songs um, by Tom Jones, or at least title-wise, mm. "The Young New Mexican Puppeteer," <laughs> number six. Uh, yeah, that, can't really place that one. No, but, it'll, it'll. When you hear it, you'll go, "Oh, it's." That yeah. one. Now, now I think um, this is a case of the re-releasing some of the earlier T-Rex mm. because it's listed as Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right. Uh, uh, Deborah got to number seven, okay. but I wonder if that was a re-release because it's under the old name and it's one of the early ones. Mm. So, like before, before. Might be one of those strange changing labels, but they own the songs, so they want to get their monies out of mm, it. Situations exactly. which you do get sometimes. Recently. We've got Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. number five. Rocket Man by Elton John, number two. Uh, is, that the, is that the first time Elton John has bothered the charts? Is that? Is that? Is... No, I feel like your song. Oh yes, might be like an early one. It might be. So many people have like 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 Bowie did have one hit and then it's quite difficult to find the second mm. hit but uh, um what else i saw one or two other ones california man by the move uh number seven of course the move became electric light orchestra um you can see how some things are ending and some things are, are beginning um mary had a little lamb by wings number nine um, Little Willie by the Sweet, <laughs> the Sweet, the Sweet, absolutely fabulous. The, the the only thing that gets me about the Sweet, apart from the fact they had some cracking song, I mean Ballroom Blitz is again another one of those high octane things that just really sort of takes me back to a particular era. Mm. But uh, it's that connection with Taggart which I still find bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Were they brothers? Was it? Was he? Taggart's brother, the lead singer, you know, um, Mark McManus's. Yeah, right. Was it was it Bruce McManus or somebody? But they were they were mm. he was his brother, and and it's just it just doesn't it still won't compute that one. You know, I don't yeah. know why. It's just you know, it, 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 it sure there's no reason why it shouldn't compute. You know, but it just one of those weird it's things. Quite, it's quite a lot of interesting ones that got to number two. This um, rock and roll parts one and two by Gary Glitter number mm-hmm. two. We we, we um, now have to uh, swiftly pass on from that. Yes, <laughs> but yes, he he was unfortunately a, a big part of the next few years in terms of yes, you know, yeah. the music. Scene. Now, American an American trilogy by Elvis Presley oh, number okay. eight. Okay. I, I, I don't know that I remember that one off the top of my head, but uh, we've got Circles by the New Seekers number four. Mm. 
Um, isn't it um, in the ghetto? Isn't not in the ghetto part of that American? Might be. That might be why. Might be an EP or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, I still sorry. think of. I still kind of think of Cartman on on South Park. Saying, it's good, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It's uh, an American trilogy. Is a nineteen seventy one song medley. Ah. Uh, it's, it's made of Dixie, the Battle Hymn of the Republic, oh. and All My Trials. Right. Yes, so, that's it. Yeah. I think I think we're in. By the looks of the cover of the single, we're into. Um, it's not the right word, jumpsuit era. Um, yeah, it's also, uh, I mean, and again, now, that, that sort of, uh, that connection, that Deep South connection is, is possibly more suspect now than it probably felt then. It probably just felt nostalgic then, but it's mm, actually, mm. but now it feels a little bit, ooh, you know, yeah. barge pole time. Yeah. Yeah. We've got um, weird titles. We've got Ooh, Wackadoo, Wackaday by Gilbert O'Sullivan, <laughs> uh, number eight. Fair enough. Um, Sylvia's Mother by Dr. Hook. Ah, my sister was a big fan of Dr. Hook. Big fan of Dr. Hook. So, yeah, Sylvia's Mother. Yeah, I do remember that one. We got Joined Together by The Who, number nine. Oh, right, okay. Don't remember that one. And I remember this, I remember the, oh, certainly I've heard this one, Seaside Shuffle by Terry Dactyl and the Dinosaurs, (laughs) number two. Probably, uh, Um, probably some... uh, well, yes, <laughs> I always that no. makes me think of Saturday evening entertainment shows for all the family on the BBC. Um, oh, no, see, like Seaside it, Shuffle or something. I don't it know. was written by Jonah Louie, who would yeah. who would later have uh, stop do stop, stop the, the cavalry yes. in about seventy yes. nine. Always find me in the kitchen at parties, which is I still yes, actually right. have as my yes. theme tune, except I don't go to parties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will stop in a minute because we have to get on the plane to America. But mm. we've got Starman by David Bowie, number mm-hmm. ten. Um, we've got what else? We got Run to Me by Bee Gees, mm-hmm. number nine. Um, That's another thing when do. we talk about the Beatles. Uh, you know, but when the when the Bee Gees got to play Sergeant Pepper's in the film version, it's mm. really weird. It's only we've got. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. All the, we've got all the young dudes by Mott the Hoople, mm-hmm. number three. That's obviously that, again that's a Bowie song that he wrote. Mott the Hoople. Mott the Hoople were on the cover of the very first copy of Looking I ever had. Mm. Mm. It's the only thing I knew um, about them. I thought, what is it? What and how do you Mott a Hoople? That was the question I was asking. Yes. I didn't understand that they were just a pop band name. I was I was very bewildered just, by that cover for quite some time. We, and Nick and I, of course, have been recording a. Um, Little, well, we did an episode on looking, mm. but then we've done a few sort of segments where we just take a particular ep- um, edition. Oh, yeah. And this ve- this very day, on I've just bought a load of nineteen seventy eight um, looking just randomly because oh, really? they, they they do make for good conversation about TV and stuff. Mm. Um, I think that's the year um, I have several copies from actually seventy eight seventy nine. It's from my my obsession with the six million dollar man and bionic woman, I suppose. Yeah, well, I sort of. Because it was like about ten, about ten copies for a, a tenner. I thought, oh, go on then. You did well there. Um, I noticed on the Looking Collectors yeah. page on Facebook, I don't know if you remember, but um, uh, yes, the, people do seem to pay a bob or three for theirs. Yeah, I'll probably find this, this page is cut out for when I get them. But yeah. um, well, you would be if you got them off me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, another big one from 72 is Virginia Plain by Roxy Music, ah, number yes, four. Of course, yes. Um, Children of the Revolution, T-Rex number two. Um, so, so he he missed out. 
he just missed out on getting that third number one. <laughs> um, but uh, Wigwam Bam by the Sweet number four. Wigwam Bam. Um, oh, that's a, yes, Again, when you when you start to d- delve into the lyrics, you think it's a bit suspect that. But, um, but yeah. Yes. Uh, we've got Burning Love by Elvis Presley, number seven. Donna by 10CC, number two. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, Goodbye to Love by The Carpenters, number nine. Uh, Crazy Horses by The Osmonds, number two. Oh, no, number, no, yeah, number two. Um, and another Donny Osmond one called Why, which got to number three. Crocodile Rock by Elton John, number five. Uh, Slade did have a lot of singles this year. <laughs> Goodbye, to, Goodbye to Jane got to number two. Um... Yeah, lots and Ben by Michael Jackson, number seven. Wow. Oh, a solid gold easy action by T Rex, number two. Another. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, there definitely some number two. He 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 could well have had more number ones than he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was very close, close to having close having but no more. cigar. Yeah. Um, now let's have a look very quickly at albums. Um, now n- number one album we'll just whiz through these now is this of the UK yes UK albums in 72 we have George Harrison Bob Dylan and others the concert for Bangladesh uh, we have T-Rex Electric Warrior have uh, Neil Reed not sure who Neil Reed is uh, yeah obviously confident enough that a so oh he was he was a Scottish Opportunity Knox winner wow but, uh, Neil um, Reed yeah, no, yes. the name does ring a bell. I mean, again, it's it's funny how these these things stick in your head. You know, after mm. after all these years, things like that. The name Bobby Crush, who was a winner yeah. on on mm. uh, one of those shows, just sticks in your head for no very good reason other than the fact you were alive at the time and it was on television a lot. But uh, yeah, he, yeah, he had a number two hit called Mother of Mine. Mother of Mine. Yeah, he was that. Oh God, yes. Yes, he was on yeah. one actually. I think that there would be zombie, uh, zombie mothers of uh, women of a certain age from that uh, Father Ted episode. Yeah. They may well have, they may well have based it on him. Yeah, How yeah I think, I think, um, Ooh. I think um, the single might come out in seventy-one. Mm. He's covered when I'm sixty-four. <laughs> uh, uh, we've also got Neil Young, Harvest, Paul Simon, Paul Simon, Linda's Farn, Fog on the Time. Right. Um, Deep Purple, Machine Head. Machine Head. Now there's an album. <laughs> um, there we've got. Now, let's see if you can say this quickly three times. T Rex, just a T Rex album. Prophets, Seers, and Sages. The Angels of the Ages. Wow. My people were fair and had sky in their hair, but now they're content to wear stars on their brows. That's the name of the album. Yeah. Blimey, Charlie, man. <laughs> It can t- well, it's obviously appealing to the poet in you. You did that very well, by the way, on a, on a single oh, sight just, reading. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm oh, ju- just a minute. It would appear that it's. Oh, right. No, it's the, that's a double. It's a double album. Right, the first be. and second. <laughs> it's the first and second albums by T Rex, but um, one of the albums is still called "My People Were Fair and Had Sky in Their Hair and Now They're Content to Wear." So yeah, it's still a long title. <laughs> um, then we have Deep Purple Machine Head Again, T-Rex, Bowl and Boogie, uh, The Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street, mm. um, 20 Dynamic Hits 2. Nah. Sorry, 20 Dynamics Hits. No, just 20 Dynamic Hits. Um, what, what was on that album, does it say? Um, Scylla Black. Wow. Something tells me something's going to happen tonight. Okay. Anyway. Uh, There's a bit of nostalgia. Then we have... Yeah, yeah, pretty, we have previously on our little conversations... 
<laughs> then we have 20 Fantastic Hits, mm. Never a Dull Moment by Rod Stewart. Wow. And then it's the last four albums, all various artists, party-type albums, yeah, which cool. I won't go into. But uh, um, We should hop on the plane. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and now we've moved into an era where we can go supersonic. So. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Oops. Supersonic, you dance too fast for me now. Oh, Dills is back. You yeah, are, are a great superstar. To... We really okay. got you going. Get in place. Supersonic. Oh, we're there. So I think we're going. I think we're going to find that our number ones are quite different okay. because they didn't. They didn't have glam over there, of course. Yeah, yes, glam. No glam uh, in the in the good old good old America <laughs> back in those days. Very glam free. It was all. So for the, or so easy for riders the, and long <laughs> flat. There was a two-lane blacktop to the horizon and all this kind of. So, um, so the, the first two weeks, uh, we've got brand new key by Melanie. Oh, which right. is, is that the I one we had? That th- yes, that's the one that the words was. Yes, doing. yes. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought we talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we had for four weeks American Pie by Don McLean. Mm. I'm amazed um, it only the, has the four weeks. Really. I thought yeah. it'd be there for six months. <laughs> Then we have Let's Stay Together by Al, Al Green. Oh, right. um, and then um, for four weeks, Without You by Nielsen. So mm-hmm. that was number one on both sides of the pond. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Okay. Um, no, I never really... I, it's funny, Cosby Stills, Nash and & Young, and I remember there being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, obviously Harvest being a big album, but I'm, I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I could... I could pick a song and say oh yes I know that I don't know if I've ever actually sort of put on my uh, various devices an actual new young album I think I think there's one I think there's one uh, called the one called Needle and the Damage Done, which mm-hmm. I think I first heard somebody else covering which right. made me like that one but I can't um, but I don't have a lot of his stuff myself mm. um, sometimes a a performer's complete career passes you by somehow and it's it's really weird when it happens it's just you don't you know for some reason your paths never cross I think it's fascinating really I'm a bit like that with Dylan I don't have a lot Dylan because I Mm. I don't like his voice very much Mm. Uh, I like his songs I like other people doing his songs Mm. um, um, then we have uh, for three weeks A Horse With No Name by America Mm -hmm. And then a really lovely song coming up next, I think. The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face oh. by Roberta Flack wow. for six weeks. That's a bit of uh, a karaoke classic now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or a, I, don't, I don't know how to... That only got to 14 oh, right. okay. over here. Um, um, then we have Oh Girl by The Shy Lights okay. for, just for one week. Which you have to be very careful how you um, say and hope that you don't have an audio dropout in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> and then we have I'll Take You There by the Staple Singers. Oh, okay. Uh, just for one week. No. And then and then for three weeks we have The Candyman by Sammy Davis the Jr. Candyman. You can only say it once. Can't play that three times on the radio, that's for sure. <laughs> um and then for one week we have Song Song Blue by Neil Diamond. Song Song Blue. Yes. Is it sort of? It's sort of. Uh, da, 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 yeah, he's, da, da, da. he's sort of having his own hits by now, rather than writing songs for other acts. Mm. <laughs> um, and then we have "Lean on Me" by Bill Withers for three weeks. Okay. Not, 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 not "Lean on Me" for three weeks. No, that, that's. That, that, <laughs> I think that'd do you back in, quite frankly. Yeah. Now this is a shock. This is a shocking one. Didn't realise he crossed the pond. 
for four weeks, we have Alone Again Naturally by Gilbert O'Sullivan. Giblet. Wow. Which I don't think, I think we said didn't get to number one at home. It got to that number two or three mm. or something. Um, to show what can sneak under the radar when you least expect it. Yes. And now, the next one, I don't know what this sounds like. We have Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. Yep. Interestingly, Looking Glass, Glass, Brandy, Brandy, Glass of Brandy. <laughs> uh, basically, this is uh, an ode to drink. This is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, everything I, I got in my career, I owed to drink. <laughs> uh, uh, brace yourself, because okay. coming up next for two weeks, Alone Again Naturally, uh, Giblet. Giblet. Again. Uh, yeah. um, then we have Black and White, Three Dog Night for one week. Black and White, Three Dog Night. Yep. Which um, is that? Which, which is the, the band name, which is the song name? <laughs> Three Dog Night's the band. Right. And... Um, they're an American rock band formed in 67 I have okay. heard of them but I don't know um, wow. I'm not sure I know we haven't got time dears have we and you're very heavy uh, for a skinny cat you're pretty heavy <laughs> um, the, then we have um, Baby Don't Get Hooked On Me by Mac Davis okay no, no, three weeks Mac no. Davis sounds he, like he's a country know. singer it, feel, it feels like he could be a cartoonist or, or a comedian for some reason. I don't know. I'm sure he's huge uh, in America, but I just don't, don't, don't mean anything at all. He wrote, he, weirdly, you say all these things are connected, and they are. Deals, just settle down, you're very heavy. Um, uh, weirdly enough, Mac Davis appears to have written in the ghetto for Elvis Presley. There you go. <laughs> so it all comes around. There's a chap I knew, um, uh, I used to work with, uh, who who used to sing along to his uh, headphones. You know, he had his headphones in, and, and mm. people, people he would sing along in the office, and people would sort of say, "Oh, you're singing again." And he'd go, "Sorry," <laughs> but he always got the words wrong, and he, he and he, he always used to sing in the meadow. Oh. In the meadow, in the meadow. <laughs> oh, there we go. But there we are. That's, that's oh. one of those one of those movies. <laughs> Um, then we have Ben for one week. Ben, one uh, uh, which God. is about a rat. Isn't it? Yes, about a rat. Yes, yes. Just <laughs> honestly, God's sake. Yeah, had a friend like Ben. <laughs> Still, there you go. It's probably got a lot of kids called Ben over the years from from hearing <laughs> that. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm a bit. It's it, it's odd that if you if you trace a line. Than uh, the the Jackson career, the Michael Jackson career, to to something like Thriller, it just you can't really see Ben fitting on the it's, it's somewhere yeah. off the off yeah. the um, the graph really. Somehow. It's a bit like the Laughing Gnome and David. Yeah, Bowie. yeah, you just get these one that's a complete outlier, and you don't really know why. Mm. But, uh, well, um, for two weeks we have my Dingaling by Chuck ah, Berry. Well, we made it. Uh, well done. Four. For four weeks, we have I Can See Clearly Now by Johnny Nash. Ah, I can see clearly now, Lorraine has come. Hello, Lorraine. I don't don't know why he was thinking that one. That doesn't really sound very Johnny Nash. (laughs) (laughs) Or Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash or Johnny Nash. (laughs) Or Johnny Bash. Johnny Dash. (laughs) Johnny Flash. Um, But it seems like it's quite a... I would have thought that song was older than 1970. Was a a cover version or is that when it comes from 
Uh, Interesting. Although, like yeah, I say, I think, it covers I feel that I think that's Lorraine Kelly should have it as a theme tune for her show. Yeah. I, f- I think that's actually when that song comes from. I, 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 uh, I thought that it was old, like uh, a similar 60s one. So it was an old standard. <laughs> but it is. It's just, <coughs> so it's just not that old standard. It's only an, an old standard in the sense that it's slightly older than your good self. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have three more number okay. ones. Um, one is Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. Ah, Papa was, my, um, my dad was in The Rolling Stones. A lot of kids said that, I believe. <laughs> yeah, arr, arr, arr. I think I think that one looks like it. Oh, that one comes from 71 as well. Again, I would have, it feels like that one is, <clears throat> is older. Um, then we have I Am A Woman by Helen Middy. Okay. Um, I, she's just, this is one of those, does exactly what it says on the tin songs isn't yeah it? it's true yep look at that got it tattooed um, on your forehead yep okay just in case there was any doubts <laughs> and, uh, now the next one for again this is it looks like this is when it comes from even though again it feels like a much older song uh it's, i don't know it, I, I have mixed feelings about this song because okay. it, it appears so so often on the, in films and mm-hmm. stuff it's um me and mrs jones by billy paul uh, um right. I, I, I oh philosophically I, very dubious territory of course mm. yeah mm. yeah i think that's i think that's why I, something about it i've i've never really mm. settled with me but uh, yeah well you see, uh, you're a very moral upstanding cove paul that's what it is we don't <laughs> we don't like that sort of thing on our watch thank you very much you're not going to sing songs about getting up to that sort of shenanigans not while we're keeping an eye on you absolutely right and uh, it, it uh, also gets a lot. It does get played a lot and gets used in a lot of. I've bloody well heard uh, people having it as their first dance at weddings, for God's sake. And now, that, and, and I think sometimes people don't listen to the lyrics at all. It's like that one about uh, you know the one who puts the advert in the paper. Mm. And 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 it's like that when you think about what's going on in that advert uh, in that song, you think no, that's dubious. It's dubious in the extreme, but uh, you know. <laughs> Do you like pina coladas? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you, you, oh, okay. you two timings. Just because you happened to end up with, because they were both at it, they were both at it. Oh, nightmare, nightmare. Mor- morally, morally dubious, yeah. all over the place. Can't stand it. No, uh, dear me. Uh, well, it's not. It's not from 1972, but I must tell you about. If you don't know it already, there's a song uh, called Two for the Price of One" from a 1981. Well, from the from Abba's last oh, album, right. which is about um, um, an an ad. An, a man replying to an advert oh, right. um, to go out with two girls, right. and when he meets up with them, one of them's the girl, and the other one's her mother. Uh, um, and it ends with a brass band, like a marching band. Right. It's a very strange song, but but weirdly enough, the chorus has got one of the best sort of um, ABBA uh, harmonising oh, right. choruses of the whole. It's it, it, it's it's just it's one of those songs that I I kind of really love, and I really. It doesn't really... It's just wrong no, as well. There's some but, very uh, dubious song. When you actually analyse a lot of song lyrics, I mean, there's that one substitute. I don't know if you know that one, but I'll be your substitute mm. whenever you want me. It's like, yeah. Oh, yes, I like that. And it's yeah. really, really dodgy when you actually analyse it. You think, hold on yeah. a minute. What you're basically saying here yeah. is... You know, yeah, it's got such an addictive, yeah. addictively catchy tune. Yeah. That's one that Nick introduced me yeah. to years after it had been famous. And, and uh, If she doesn't uh, come back, yes. I'll be your substitute. What? What? Yeah. What? Yes. What, you, what does this say about yeah. what you think about yourself? Ah, oh, dear me. But there we go. Perhaps I shouldn't. I shouldn't think about these things. Well, no. I mean, I quite like songs that are 
only in the only intended as being like somebody somebody breaking up with somebody and and they're not stalkery but if, <laughs> we're, but if we're like you not sung stalkery certain, songs yes but if you sung them in the right way they definitely could be <laughs> uh if you look at the if you if you listen to the lyrics and then you recorded them sort yes. of <laughs> slowly oh, and sort of with a, a dodgy accent yes, they, pretty much very, every and, lyric under the sun could be, you know, well, yes. the wombles of Wimbledon commonly <laughs> making use of yeah. the things that we find, things <laughs> that the everyday folk leave behind. Uh, this is something we can do in a future episode. <laughs> uh, we've got so many things we could uh, record together, well, yeah, Martin. So, we'll never, so, we'll never so stop So in our combination talk, talk about 1972 and planning meeting, I think we've done rather well today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very good. Now, well, we, we, we have run out of time, but I do want to just um, sort of, as usual, uh, we in 1973, just to give a little bit of a teaser, we have um, we have number ones by Sweet. Sweet. By Slade. Slade. By Donny Osmond. Ah. Uh, <laughs> by Gilbert, Gilbert, o, by Gilbert O'Sullivan again. Slade. Yeah. Um, we have Dawn featuring Tony Orlando. Okay. We have Wizard. We have Susie Quattro. Oh, we have, Susie uh, Q. 10CC. Another one by Slade. Uh, Peters and Lee. Uh, Gary Glitter. Donny Osmond uh, again. Wizard again, Simon Park Orchestra, David Cassidy, Gary Glitter again, and Slade again. Actually, Slade, so Slade has big yeah, year in '73. Yeah. Slade, I, bet actually, I might have to do some research for that. Yes, or I'm not sure. I'm terribly happy about what was number one when I was born. Okay. But we'll talk about that next episode. But, uh, OK, I hope I'm terrified to look forward it's just, to it. No, it's just another soppy one, you know. Ah, it's well, not, it, uh, you're born in um, a sea of soppiness. Mm, but, uh, <laughs> it was possibly on anyway. the radio as you first came into oh, this world. It may have shaped no. your entire life. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Martin, thank you very much for talking with me. Always a pleasure, Paul. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk about 73, I think, I think we can do at least two more in the seventies before we have to cons- we have to reconsider what we're doing next. But we uh, catch up with ourselves, or yeah. catch up with yourselves. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, um, take care and take care, listeners, and we'll see you again soon. And coming up after the music, we have Ick doing his um, versions of some of these seventy-two songs. I look songs. forward to it. You take care. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Quite excited to hear what uh, Ig has for us, you know, in store uh, with his singing this episode. Well, what do you say? Have you heard him rehearsing? Yeah, well, yes, actually, yes, I have. Does sound uh, like it could be almost as good as um, that 1968 episode. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah.
or the 1968 episode. Uh, why that one? Oh, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I, I uh, thought that was uh, one of his strongest episodes. Uh, I guess because I'm editing things, I get to hear it a lot more on repeat <laughs> than uh, than maybe you do. But uh, yeah, the 1968 episode, I'm pretty sure, uh, is one of his very best. Didn't get all the words, but the tunes were spot on. Oh, Paul, I'm so glad to hear it because, you know, between you and I, he does not always do his, uh, uh, you know, quite as much rehearsal as he could do, I think. Oh, yes, I, I know what you mean. But uh, no, no, I think this is going to be good. Oh, I can hear the theme music. Uh, get ready, get ready, listeners. Yeah, here comes it with the big hits of 1972. Let's hope it's a good one. Oh, yes, let's go. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, (laughs) what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Hello, listeners. I'm going to sing some of the hits of 1972. Um, yes. Uh, um. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony.
Mikingalin Modio Doe. How can I be sure? Modio Doe, Claire, Mikingalin. I don't remember, I didn't rehearse any of those. Um, you're my young head lover from Liverpool. Are you bidu 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 Ah, Ick. Ah, it sounds sound, sounding good. Uh, there are some gaps in your number one song list, though. Yes, Paul. It is difficult to locate them. Difficult to locate them? Well, mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe you can do some of the other top ten hits just to finish off. I know. I will do that, Paul. Yes, yes. Good, good. Keep going. Uh, Channel 1968. Oh, yes, 1968. Uh, I hear that was your favourite year as far as my singing was concerned. That's exactly right. Yes, I thought you did a great job. Anyway, keep on going. Keep on with the good work. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Doop, 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 the horse with no name. Doop, 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 doop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Show me to the levee and the levee was dry. Good old boy, singing whiskey and rye. Uh, think this will be the day that I die. Ooh. This will be the day that I a bit too deep for me, that one. Uh, what else? Meet me on the corner where the lights are going on and I'll be there. I promise I'll be there. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know that one. Deb, 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 a little gonna be a long, long time. I think I'm not the man that I was at. Oh, oh, no, no, no. But I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Something like that. Nearly. Maybe room for one more. Okay. Got it. For him Christmas. So Merry Christmas. And what have you done? Da 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 Do 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 do. A very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Let's hope it's a good one. Without any fear. Do. 
Jesus. Oh, the black and the white. Do, do, do. Ba, 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 ba. Do, 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 do. Time's up, Ick. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, oh, what a shame. Oh, dear. Okay. Bye, listeners. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye listeners. Uh, yes, 1973 next time. It's a good year. judgment <laughs> here we are another episode of the shy life podcast i I don't know, but sometimes this show is really weird.